Hey there, and welcome to the Smart and Simple Matters show with your host, Joel Zeslovsky. It's the big five zero, and I can't wait to spend the next 50 episodes and beyond with you. Time to make it official. This is episode number 50. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 50 of Smart and Simple Matters. Whether you've been here since episode one, whether this is your first episode or something in between, I am grateful you're here with me right now. This episode or any other episode has no impact without your support. And hey, that's no fun for any of us. So as of publishing episode 50 on June 16th, 2014, we're exactly 23 months from episode one that I called Lighting the Fuse. I'm going solo in this episode today, but before I break into a recap and a curated history of the first 49 episodes, I'd like to give you a little more context. Back in July 2012, the first month I published a Smart and Simple Matters episode, There were 19 total downloads, 19. And I'm pretty sure at least half of those were me testing out how this whole podcasting dealio worked. Contrast that with in May 2014, the last month that full stats were available when this episode was published, there were 10,104 downloads. Whoa. I mean, I'd be happy if it was just you giving me your full attention for a while, but the growth of this show blows me away, especially since, well, at least so far, Smart and Simple Matters has been an every other week kind of thing. People listen to the show through iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, they stream it on valueofsimple.com or a ton of other ways. And although the US makes up half of all downloads at this point, the other half comes from 112 countries. How cool is that? Wow. Uh, there are a few quick lessons that I at least I can see in these numbers. First, if you love something, keep at it. Don't let a lack of external validation or any kind of internal struggles stop you from doing it. And the second thing is be consistent. I've given you a new episode every other week for almost two years And I hope you look forward to Mondays because you might be able to download a new episode. I still have plans to get the show frequency to weekly. Trust me, I'm working hard on that one, but that is a topic for another day. Again, thank you for helping to make this show what it is. From the bottom of my heart, I am grateful for anyone who has or will share the show on social media, in a conversation with friends, or anywhere else. I mean, the iTunes reviews, the emails letting me know how much you appreciate a specific episode, all your other feedback, it really, really keeps me going. And I only see things getting better as I continue to shift from the written word to the spoken word, which is my preferred medium. Okay, now to let you know what's coming up in this episode. I was inspired by my friends Dan and Vanessa Hayes in how they approached the 50th episode of their podcast, Simple Life Together. It's an amazing show, by the way, and I highly recommend it for everyone. 
But Dan and Vanessa shared their top 20 simplicity websites in their episode 50, but they also summarized and curated, categorized many of their first 49 episodes in a really cool way. Now, I'm going to save my top simplicity websites for some other day, but I'm going to follow the Simple Life Together lead and recap, curate, and categorize my first 49 episodes for you. It's a tribute to my amazing guests and a great resource for anyone kind of newish to Smart and Simple Matters. If that's you, great. Uh, I hope you stick around for a while. But it's also for folks like me who have a really leaky brain and don't necessarily remember who was in episode 23 or what we talked about. So whether you listen to Simplify, Organize, and Be Money Wise, maybe you want to get all nerdy about spreadsheets explore how to cultivate and maintain awesome relationships, or you just love the unsexy side of life like I do, there's going to be tons for everyone in this baby. You ready to hit it with me? Here we go. First up, as I run through the episodes here, I don't want to have to say the short version of the link to each one. So... You can always find the show notes at valueofsimple.com slash S-A-S-M, Sam, Apple, Sam, Mary, and then whatever the three-digit episode number is. For example, the show notes for episode one can be found at valueofsimple.com slash S-A-S-M-0-0-1. Some of the episodes I discuss can fit into multiple categories depending on who you are. But as you know, If you've read my book, Experience Curating, I'm a one category per item kind of dude. So I'll do my best to squish each episode into one category, the one I feel is most appropriate, except for episode one. Now, in episode one, I try to set expectations for you and for me, but um, yeah, that didn't exactly work out so well. My definition of simple has changed significantly over the past two years. And you know what? Let's face it. My attempts at putting teasers in episode one didn't work out so well. I also said that most of the episodes would be between 15 to 30 minutes, but you know that didn't exactly pan out if you look at the average episode length in iTunes or wherever you can see all of my episodes at a glance. It's kind of funny, actually. I recently heard somebody say, you didn't start soon enough with whatever it is that you're doing if you aren't embarrassed as heck about the initial thing you created. Well, I got to say, I'm embarrassed as heck about episode one. (laughs) Who was that guy? Where was his enthusiasm? (sighs) Come on, Joel. (sighs) You were lighting the fuse for all future episodes. And the sound quality? Oh man, the sound quality, my goodness. But hey, you gotta start somewhere, and I'm really glad that I did. Now let's march ahead onto some of the recaps by category, starting with Simplify. Episode three, called Healing Your Technology Illnesses with my guest Ethan Waldman, was my first simplicity-themed one. Ethan is a great friend of mine, and he and I discussed a huge warning sign, your email box may be sick. With what? I don't know. It could be bad, but Ethan knows a sick email box when he sees one. He also knows how to value your time. 
when to respect it enough to allow others to help you, how to ask for help, so, so important in life. And despite being a technology coach, Ethan's had a ton of success, both personally and helping others use the least amount of technology possible for whatever their needs are. He's all about self-sufficiency in small business and also personally. This is just a wonderful episode. On episode six, it was called Habit Stacking, Simplifying, and Your Wake-Up Call with Courtney Carver of Be More With Less. Courtney, I'm a huge fan of her, of the work that she puts out into the world, and it was a real treat having her on the show. She She talked about this concept of habit stacking and how you can just layer on, whether it's in one minute or five minute or 10 minute intervals, all of these habits that you want to do during the course of the day, and you can just build upon them and stack them upon each other. I'd never heard of that concept before, and I've actually done some habit stacking since Courtney exposed me to that concept, whether it's with meditation and yoga and gratitude rituals and walking the dogs, a really cool concept. She also talked about um, paying yourself first and why it's not selfish to, to think about your best interests so that you can be as good as you can be to help everybody else that's out there. You'll have plenty left over for everybody else if you pay yourself first, as she talked about it. Um, there are all kinds of things, and we, we got a little silly, and you'll notice that I tend to get a little bit on the silly side in different things. This is serious stuff, but of course, I like to have some fun in the process. And Courtney really talked about breaking through this facade that she had for decades, this superwoman facade where she thought she could just do it all and be it all. And now to see where she is right now, it's just amazing. But that the background hiss in that episode, if you listen to it, sorry, I couldn't get rid of it. I've tried like the Dickens. The rest of the episodes after that one, from a sound quality perspective, really improved. But uh, thanks again to Courtney for being a great guest in episode six. Next on our Simplicity Path was episode 20, How to Create Space, Kindness, and Happiness with Tammy Strobel of RowdyKittens.com. Tammy, who is good friends with Courtney, uh, had some similar themes, but she has a very distinct version of simplicity. She shared a really cool link between photography and simple living that I had never thought of before. Uh, She also shared her morning rituals and how they help her slow down and be content with where she is and what she has and the relationships that she has put herself into and the people that she's surrounded herself with. Just really cool episode where she's talking about acting from a place of kindness and how we don't have to make assumptions about people. You know, all these different things that lead us into judging each other and judging ourselves. If we approach all these roadblocks on our simple living journey with a beginner's mindset, then a lot of things fall into place really quickly. It was a really cool episode. Now, episode 22, Minimalism, Intentional Living, and Being the Best You with Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com. Joshua is a good friend and a huge, huge help and inspiration for me personally and professionally. And he talked about uh, that day back uh, on Memorial Day a long time ago where he started living intentionally and then shared how we all can live intentionally too. Now, as always, Joshua was very candid, and he explained how many Goodwill donation trips it took him before he started asking himself some really hard questions about why he was comparing himself to his brothers, to his peers, and how that was unfair to him, and how it was unfair to everybody else. 
He talked a lot about the themes of his recent book, Clutter Free with Kids, about how to lead your kids to a lifestyle without forcing them, without applying all of your values and priorities on them and letting them decide what is appropriate for them. One of the really cool things that I liked about this episode was he shared this, how simplicity and minimalism can lead to the passionate work that we all want to do. And a lot of that starts with stopping all of this destructive competition that we have, you know, even if you're just competing with yourself, because a lot of people, their greatest hurdle for starting their own gig or whether they want to be an entrepreneur or whether they want to just have fulfilled work within someone else's business. Actually, if you want to get a greater sense of how minimalism can empower entrepreneurship, I'll link in the show notes here at valueofsimple.com slash SASM050, of course, to a talk that Joshua, Courtney Carver, Joshua Fields Milburn, and Ryan Nicodemus, the two guys who make up The Minimalists, they gave a great presentation at South by Southwest in 2013 about how minimalism allows you the space, the freedom to do the kind of passionate work that you want to do. It is a wonderful follow-up to listening to episode number 22. Episode 25 featured a guy who was actually at South by Southwest with Joshua, Joshua, Ryan, and Courtney, although he was behind the scenes. It was Colin Wright, and this episode was titled Tetris Theory, Mental Frameworks, and How to Act Accordingly. Colin was my first two-time guest on Smart and Simple Matters, and I just I love having this guy on. He is so dynamic, so down-to-earth, but inspiring. And the way that he phrases things, the analogies that he uses, how to use past you to benefit future you, uh, you why we should surround ourselves with question askers instead of solution givers. He talks about Tetris theory, and really, you got to listen to this one, and how it allows you to thrive in life. It's just really, really cool how he chops up things into these bite-sized snippets and then elaborates at the appropriate time. He's just awesome at being able to explain these seemingly complex concepts and put them into just eloquent, concise statements that really resonate with you. If you're looking to get better at reframing whatever it is that you're having struggles with, listen to this episode. Colin is a master at detaching himself from whatever he needs to so that people can better understand him and that he can get a greater understanding of where he's going, why it is that he's doing everything that he's doing. It's a fantastic episode. And another great one is episode 28, How to Grow Abundance and Combat Stagnation with Charlie Gilkey of Productive Flourishing. Charlie talks about why a lot of the things that you want aren't actually going to get you the things that you need. And it's really cool to see his progression in life from uh, an army officer to a philosopher and how those two things aren't so different from each other. And actually, he was a philosopher even before he became a warrior, hearing his story about how he grew up poor and how he became an entrepreneur all of these different types of abundance that he saw and built around him, uh, all of these different stages of minimalism that he's applied to his life. And if you're a small business owner like I am, he talks about the small business life cycle and how to create all of these different things that don't seem like they should fit all that well. But when you actually think about it and realize it, you'll, you'll see what I mean. He talks about this phrase, what fires together 
wires together. And after you listen to that episode, I think you're going to have a different perspective on simple living, minimalism, and if you have your own biz, small business. If you don't have your own biz, Charlie is definitely a dude who can help you out with that. Now, in episode 29, called Four Reasons and a Moral Imperative to Unsimplify, I went solo and I kind of went on a little bit of a tirade's the wrong word. I was excited in this one. There are certain people who think that news is toxic to you, to your body, to your brain, and to me, that's laughable. You know, news is this enormous category of things. And you can't just blanket say, news is bad. Don't pay attention to the news. This is my opinion, of course. And in this episode, I talked about strategically unsimplifying and four reasons why I do it and why I feel like I have a moral imperative to be constantly curious and to be self-aware about what's, not, what's going on, not just in my local community, but at the state level, at the national level. Globally, I want to know what is happening, and therefore, I pay attention to what I feel is worthwhile news. Some sources that I appreciate, you'll find those in the show notes to that episode. But I also talk about other concepts like peer development and why peer development, seeing everyone else as just a human being and trying to help them evolve in cool ways, it's complex, but it's almost always worth it. Now, I'm sticking that into the simplicity category because it's all about simplifying, even though I am saying at certain times in your life, you need to unsimplify. Now, on the other side of that spectrum, episode 31 called Why You Need More Nothing and How to Get It with my dear friend, Jesse Kanowski. She came over to my house and she's local and we recorded an episode in person. We talked about how to deal with other people's unexpected reactions when you evolve quickly. You know, I had a personal renaissance in April 2010 and I went through these radical transformations. How do you bring people along for the journey? Jesse is great at that and she described how she does it and how other people can too. The major theme of this one is talking about literally nothing, this concept of nothingness and how to be comfortable with nothing, how to just search for more nothingness, quiet, silence, just inner peace within you and why it's so amazing. Other things we talked about in this episode are, again, a theme you'll hear from other ones, why you should prioritize yourself and how to do that without being selfish and how to just let go of the expectations that you have for yourself and for others and why life is better, why you can be more grateful if you let go a lot of those expectations. Next in the simplicity category was episode 34, how to have a million dollar lifestyle for dirt cheap with Ryan Avery. Ryan is the 2013 Toastmasters world champion of public speaking But he's a lot more than that. He is just an expert communicator. And he has this really cool story uh, about how he got fired the day after his wedding and how he turned that into an amazing opportunity. You know, he was able to talk about what happens when you shower a kid with love instead of money, which is what his parents did and why he's benefited so much from that. He talks about 10% not just donating 10% of his money, but 10% of his lifestyle away so that other people can have the kind of lifestyle that they all want to lead. He talks about four pillars to stay true to his core values. And again, we get a little bit goofy here. 
Ryan and I are very similar in a number of ways. We are hug first, ask questions later kind of guys. So if you and I ever meet and it's the first time, I'm probably going to ask you hug, high five, or handshake. Those are my preferred greetings in order. I'm a hug first guy. If you don't want one, that's cool. Give you a high five. Otherwise, a handshake is great. Uh, Just a really cool episode with some pretty unconventional topics and very casual, very candid and raw conversation with Ryan. Episode 36, How to Turn Dreams into Reality with Warren and Betsy Talbot of MarriedWithLuggage.com. These two, you can't help but have a ton of fun when you're interacting with them. Oh my goodness, I I could just talk to these two for days and days and days, but they're very practical and very action-oriented. They talk about making deadlines and how to take immediate action on those. They share their story, their struggles with their own marriage, and how you can benefit by doubling down on your most important relationships, how you can let go of those relationships that are on life support so you can refocus on what's truly important Warren is a spreadsheet nerd as well, just like me. He never stops budgeting, and it was his budgeting that helped him save $11,000 to visit Antarctica. It's just really cool. They talk a lot about mindset. And then finally, Betsy gets into how to get rid of, quote, it. Whatever it is, Betsy can help you get rid of it. I really enjoyed the heck out of this one, and I'm pretty sure you will too. Episode 38 stars Mike Burns of TheOtherSideOfComplexity.com, and it's called How to Be Control-Free and Distraction Light. I love Mike's concepts here and talking about the difference between decluttering and him being anti-distraction, which he's definitely anti-distraction and pro-decluttering, but one of them is more important than the other. He's also big on prioritization, something that uh, you get better at as you listen to more of these episodes and hear these people talk about, uh, Mike, for example, he moved an eight-person family, him and his wife and his six kids, across the country in a six-by-12-foot trailer. All of their stuff was in there. It's just really cool, and Mike's the kind of guy where there's this concept that he introduced me to, the greater yes, and how you can use it to push yourself. He just has this really elegant way of of stating things, and he's really good at avoiding the urge to get into hyper-organization mode, which I've been in in the past, and it's kind of a bad place to be where you're organizing for organizing's sake. He's somebody who focuses on simplifying, and by simplifying, it's really going to help you with organizing. This is kind of an overlap episode, but it's a really good one with Mike Burns. Now, if you're looking to get more mindful or get into meditation a bit, Episode 40 is for you. This one is with Andy Pudicombe of Headspace. He has this awesome TED Talk about 10 minutes of mindfulness and how you can just use 10 minutes of meditation a day to... There's all of this science behind meditation, which he shares, all from a physical, mental, spiritual, emotional perspective. He, Andy really wants us to look after our mind like we look after our body. And we would never just completely disregard what our body is telling us, yet we do that all the time with our mind. He wants us to pay the same respect to our inner process as to what we can see and feel in the physical world. Just really cool. His Take 10 program that he has through Headspace, through his company, is groovy. I've taken it, and I was surprised at how good it was in terms of getting into the meditation habit. There's just these really cool ripple effects that happen when you meditate. Andy's very familiar with them, uh, and he's somebody, he's just totally present when he talks to you. 
And if you want to be more present, you want to be more mindful, listen to this episode. It's going to help a ton. Episode 43, How to Slow Your Home, Be Simple Enough, and Enjoy Zero with Brooke McAllery of slowyourhome.com. Brooke's a friend of mine, and we got into it right away. We started talking about perfectionism and disappointing others, how you can resolve some of those things inside of you. Um, Brooke does it, kind of this concept of nothingness that I was talking about before. Brooke and I discussed the number zero or having zero and why we're such big fans of it. She was talking more about um, how she willfully chose anxiety. She was choosing to be anxious, to be stressed, to just race from one thing to another. And then she made the shift. She willfully decided not to be those things. And she shares that journey and how she does it. She also shares the history of simple living in one minute. I didn't think anybody could do it. I certainly didn't ask her to do it, but it came up. And that in itself is worth listening to. Episode 44, How to Find the Crossroads of Passion and Simplicity with Mohammed Tohami of MidwaySimplicity.com. Continued a simplicity role. Tohami, as he goes by, was talking about how to stop your paycheck from controlling your life. And he shares how he did it and how he did it quickly. And part of the reason why he, he was able to do it so fast is he got really into simple living and it became addictive to him. It's the only kind of thing that he's experienced that you can really enjoy being addicted to. I just really like the way that Tohami talks. You mentioned that passion acts like a sweeper to clear away the excess and this intersection between simple living and passion and how it allows us to do both better. How simple living, it's about abundance and not sacrifice. He's definitely somebody who leads with his heart. And just even though he's very mild-mannered and he doesn't get animated, at least not externally, you can see just how deep, how emotional he's feeling and how much he is operating with your heart. You'll also get a ton from the three pillars that he uses to empower passionate work. He's got this great challenge for you at the end, and it's a great chance to connect a lot of dots that you just might see floating out there. He will show you from point A to B to C and maybe even all the way to Z. Episode 45, also simplicity-themed, exploring inner space and the Bodhi float tanks with Chad Johnson and Richard Bonk. These two guys are local. They live in uh, the Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota area, just like I do, and they talk about their experience with float tanks, also known as isolation tanks, sensory deprivation tanks. Richard is a, a citizen scientist. He's somebody who's been doing this for 40 years And he talks a lot about not just the science behind float tanks and what allows you to do, just this potential of exploring inner space. And Chad was weaving in these great stories. He was addicted to drugs at one point. Now he is a simple living enthusiast. These guys also hit on the theme of nothingness, but they also hit on the theme of how to explore your mind from the inside. How to get inside your own head. Normally when people say, I'm inside your head, man, that's a bad thing. But when you are inside your own head, when you know yourself really well, of which float tanks can help you with that, it's an amazing place to be. And I'd really recommend anybody who has wanted to be in a float tank before or wants to figure out how they can support this great community around float tanks, this is a really good episode for that. Episode 47 was with Howard Rheingold, and I originally thought this one was going to be a curating-related episode, but it turned into much more of a simplifying one. It was called How to Reclaim the Commons and Your Attention. 
Howard is big on this concept of the commons, this public space where we all have shared ownership of things and how we've let go of that concept over the last hundred years and all of the things that have happened that have negatively impacted us when we don't honor the commons the way that they should. Uh, He really talks about intentional actions and how, although if we're living an intentional life, this conscious, deliberate, self-aware life that we all want, how it can quickly turn into unintentional actions if you don't look out for a couple of things. He's a little bit all over the place, which I like. Uh, He was talking about why we should thank the U.S. Department of Defense. And trust me, it's not what you think. But he's a master of controlling where his attention goes. And if you're somebody who is distracted easily, who wants to regain some focus, uh, who wants to really just be present and do one thing at a time, Howard's going to help you with that. He'll also tell you about how curating will help, um, how you can be more conscious about what you consume and when you consume it. It's just a really good episode. And the last simplicity-themed episode, at least in the first 50, is episode 48, A New Vision of Simple Living, Simple Rev Style. If you've never heard of Simple Rev before, go to simplerev.com. It's a movement that I and others are helping to grow to allow people to embrace simple living in all of its forms, how you can declutter your heart, your brain, and your soul, not just your physical environment. We talk about why hyper-consumerism and mindlessness, they're just driving us into a ditch. I, I'm going to stop here and just ask you to listen to the episode. I get more animated about Simple Living and Simple Rev than just about anything else, and I would love it if you would take a listen. Let me know what you think and maybe even get involved in this Simple Rev thing that we have going on. Okay, shifting gears. Now it's time to talk about the organizing side of Smart and Simple Matters. The first episode is 15, The Forces of Order in Simplifying with Dan and Vanessa Hayes of Simple Life Together. Now, I'm only putting this in the organizing category because Vanessa is a professional organizer. But these days, Dan and Vanessa are very much more about simplifying than organizing. This episode was wonderful for a lot of reasons. They talked about how many hundreds of thousands of items the average American household has, and of course, what this says about our relationship with stuff. Vanessa talked about why people need to organize and simplify their physical space first before they tackle their digital landscape, which is actually the opposite of the way that I do it. Dan, a former military guy, is a colorful, talking about his OODA loop, O-O-D-A, and how it helps with clutter and chaos. And Dan was also talking about digital file organization and why don't we teach that in school? It should be taught in school, how to organize your digital existence. They're really good at figuring out how to not be overly orderly and be the catalyst. They started their own community at Simple Life Together. And now Dan is actually helping us all start a new community, a new movement with Simple Rev. I'm really grateful, and I'm pretty sure between the two of them, one of them is my director of common sense. It's important to have one in your life. I had another professional organizer on the show in episode 32. This was Organization Tips and Preparing for Emergencies with Cassie Tillett of Working Order, and she is just awesome at keeping everything that you need within arm's reach and helping people set up systems to do that. 
she really gets into the core of all these hidden problems with items that we don't find beautiful or useful, yet we still keep them around. And she's great at helping people tackle the sentimental items and how you can have what she calls a productive sentiment fest, which will help you detach yourself and remove some of those things that you just can't get rid of for some reason. The other thing I liked about this episode was Cassie's tips about how to always have enough capacity to prepare yourself for emergencies. And she shares some emergencies, both of her parents of her own, that she's gone through recently and how she's overcome them by making sure that she has enough space, enough capacity in her life to deal with whatever comes at her. Continuing on the organizing theme, I had Organize It All with Laura Whitman of OrgJunkie.com. She is, oh boy, obsessive about organizing, and she doesn't make any apologies for it, just like I'm obsessive about a number of things, and that's okay. That's part of me and part of who I am. Laura is just really good at identifying the red flags of people's processes and systems and why certain things don't work for some people, but work awesome for others. She's very much into the descriptive school of educating as opposed to, you need to do this, you have to do it. She's That prescriptive mode doesn't really work with Laura. So I was really appreciative of a different perspective, somebody who describes what needs to be done and letting other people come up with creative solutions to their clutter, how you can make clutter meet its maker, it's not in storage bins, of course, and how you can overcome a lot of this chaos that swirls around us to create a sense of order in your life. The last organizing episode so far is 46, How to Organize Your Lives, E-Memory Revolution or Not, with Gordon Bell. Gordon has been highly influential in computing circles and organizing circles for over 50 years, and he has segmented his life efficiently and enjoyably into a number of different roles. Gordon was able to go paperless a full decade before practically anyone else did. And it's a miracle how he has stored and accessed pretty much every component that he's heard and seen and experienced over the past about 14 years. He, it's really about this e-memory revolution and how it can make us healthier, wealthier, and wise. Cool episode, kind of slow, I'll have to admit, but it gets building and about halfway through, there's some really good nuggets in there. Let's shift again. We're going to get to the money-wise side of things with episode 002, Super Skills for Rocking Daily Money Management with Carol Evenchik. Carol was my first guest on Smart and Simple Matters, and she talked about how we can confidently manage debt when you're first starting out in life. Uh, whether that's a major transition, like going from higher education into, quote, the real world. Maybe it's even towards the end of life uh, where you are now responsible for something you've never been responsible for. How do you manage your finances? How do you put them into autopilot mode so you don't have to worry about them on a day-to-day basis and still have fun and not rob yourself of all of the joy that money can bring to us if we let it to, if we don't chase it mindlessly. She's really good about helping others have a healthy relationship with money, understanding where their feelings about money, both good and bad, come from. Just a really empowering episode about helping people live up to their capacity. And even there's a single question that she asks, and answering that question might help you stick with the budget, even if you've never been able to do it before. Next on the Money Wise side is episode four, 
Passive Income Mastery and How to Be Everywhere with Pat Flynn of SmartPassiveIncome.com. I got to admit, Pat's a hero of mine. He was when I interviewed him. He still is, probably always will be. And he is just a master when it comes to developing all these passive income streams. And he shares which one he would keep, even if he had to give up all the rest. He has a really cool story, too, uh, like other guests have, about how being laid off can be the greatest thing that happens to you. doesn't seem like it at the time, but if you have the right motivation, if you put it in the right perspective, getting laid off from your gig may lead to something amazing. He shares how he launched his first product and made eight grand in the first month. He's all about single tasking and explains why it's critical to his success. Just a great dude and a great episode. Episode nine, how to find and use the investing start or restart button. This was a solo episode. Basically, this is my hour-long version. I have an investing course called Start Investing with $100, and I talk about the themes of the course, how you make considerations about investing before you actually put your first dime into something. The easy steps a five-step process to select an investing company. Basically, I'm gonna run you through everything that I run people through in the course. So if you're looking for a crash course of to finally get started investing, even if you have, hey, as little as 100 bucks, this is a great podcast for you. On episode 11, we get back into daily money manager territory. This one is actually about a woman who became an accidental daily money manager, Jen Coons, a friend of my mom, and she had an amazing story to share. Once I heard it, I just wanted to share it with all the Smart and Simple Matters listeners. Jen, I went in person to her workplace, and we recorded an episode about her parents and just how messed up their situation was with their finances, with their organizing. They had so many layers of debt and Jen had to dig through all of them and find all of these hidden places. Um, Her parents, they had their house condemned by the fire marshal with no notice. Jen was the one responsible for picking up the pieces. Just a compassionate woman um, playing the parent role to her parents and just forming a united front getting her her family, her immediate family and her friends to help people who are in desperate need but would not reach out, would not say, I'm drowning, I need you to save me. She really has some gems about um, needs versus wants and conversations about how not to make it them versus me. Just wonderful episode about simplifying and automation of finances and uh, why it's so valuable to do these things to avoid a major debt scenario. In episode 13, Better Financial Decisions and Building Mindfulness with Todd Tresser. It's another crossover one. I'm putting it into the money-wise category because Todd's website, financialmentor.com, is about money, technically, but it's about so much more. It's about your relationships. It's about your mindset when it comes to what you value, how you put that value into the world. Todd's great about motivating people to see money as boring, and rational, and unsexy, which, of course, I love. And he shares a story about being a college kid with very little wealth and how those times in his college days were so fulfilling, so rewarding, and he didn't even need money to get it. These days, Todd's very successful in most ways that you can define success, but he's so humble and he always has a quote ready for whatever it is that we're talking about. Uh, Just really a good kick in the pants 
to help you build mindfulness, help you give away value, and why can even be a great business model. And if Todd's a master of doing this. He's so, so smart at giving away value to generate more for him and for everyone else. Maybe the most valuable thing about this episode is Todd will help you create a plan for your life, for your finances that does not require unpredictable assumptions. His podcast, by the way, is great. I listen to Financial Mentor Podcast all the time. And if you want to get more into this, go on over to his website and subscribe to his podcast. Really good stuff there. Moving along, we have episode 21, Residual Income and Minimal Experiences with Natalie Sisson, the suitcase entrepreneur. Natalie's awesome. And this is a category vendor. We talk about lots of money stuff, but we also talk about minimalism and how it's allowed her to travel the world, live out of her suitcase, have experiences and how to prioritize those over stuff, which Natalie is an expert on. She she gave me this concept of residual income instead of passive income, and I hadn't really thought about the differences between the two, but Natalie's all about residual income, and she tells you how to aim for that instead of passive income generation, and she provides a counter to a lot of people in the minimalism community who say competition is bad. For Natalie, she says that competition is essential in her life, in her business. It's allowed her to become a world-class ultimate Frisbee player, a very unconventional look from an unconventional lady. It's a fun one, and it's a really valuable one on a whole different level. Episode 30, called How Personal Capital Simplifies Your Personal Finances with CEO Bill Harris. I got to tell you, I'm not too pleased with how this episode turned out. It was rather drab. It was on the technical side, and it really didn't help a ton of people. So you have my permission to skip it. I'm just going to leave it at that. One thing that I do not want you to skip, though, is episode 49, How to Have Plenty of Anything including Wild Money, with Luna Jaffe. It's a category bender. I could have easily placed this into the simplifying zone. Luna is so, so good at teaching people how to not judge how good or bad they are with money. And she draws this distinction between a concept of enough, which I have been talking about over and over for the last couple of years, and plenty. Luna's all about making sure that you have plenty, not just enough. We get into some silly things. It was a really fun episode. She talks about the voice of money, what it actually sounds like if money could speak. But going back to the practical stuff, uh, Luna is really good at helping people define what makes them feel rich, like actually putting it into a picture or putting it into words so that people can operate under this is what makes me feel rich and vibrant, not all these surface level things that don't actually add value to my life. You'll probably want to craft your own money story after you're done listening to this episode, which, of course, Luna can help you do. Okay, we just covered the core of Smart and Simple Matters. Simplify, organize, and be money-wise. But the show is about so much more than those three themes and how other big things interweave, wove? What's the proper tense? I don't know. Uh, thread themselves through all of the rest of the things that are important to us. Curating is a big part of that. 
And curating is a huge part of me and what I do and how I provide value to the world. The very first public thing that I put out there related to curating was episode five, the awesome importance and startling benefits. You'll see a change in my voice quality. It's where I upgraded my microphone from a crappy USB headset to a Blue Yeti, which is a good mic. I've since upgraded again, which is what you're listening to me on right now. But sound quality, kind of a big thing with podcast. So episode five, it was all raw. This concept of experience curating, which I'll describe in a moment, didn't really exist so much. I talked about what curating was to me at that point in time, how it can make you look amazing. You know, All of these things that we're exposed to, all of this information, three-fourths of our day is spent processing words, over 100,000 words. And what do we do with them? What kind of systems, simple preferably, can you use to curate? If you want to see just how far I've come when it comes to my concept of curating, listen to that episode. It's going to be a bit of a blast from the past. After episode five, I started interviewing some of the people who have been influential to me in my curating journey. Episode 14 was with Steve Rosenbaum called Cultivating Curating's Promise and Storytelling's Evolution. Steve's not just a curator. He's primarily a storyteller, and he is in touch with how and why uh, modern curation came to be. And Steve really knows about the changes that are coming up about how information, how content, especially online, gets into our brains. In this episode, I talk a bit about my process, how long it takes me to curate on a daily basis, what I'm curating, but Steve really gets into statistics and stories about employees checking their email in the middle of the night. There's this crazy relationship between sleep, email, and the curating mindset that we explore. Uh, And Steve also talks about the the current balance and what he hopes the future balance of power is going to be between people who are creating content, people who are distributing that content, and then the third leg of the stool is people who are curating, adding context and value to what other people are creating and distributing. Now, in episode 23, How to Curate an Informational Nurses with Robin Good. Robin is my absolute favorite curator these days, and he is, wow, he is just vibrant, refreshing, and so in your face in a good way. I love it. I love how he comes at you and challenges you, but from a place of great intentions. Robin and I talked about why money inspires greed, both at corporations and nonprofits, which you may be surprised to know what his background is uh, before you even listen to the interview. He talks about how you can be an informational nurse for your community, giving them what they need in their time of need. And I also ask Robin a whole bunch of questions related to some past articles that he's written and what he's currently curating, one of them being on this major theme about Google search results. Robin thinks it's like relying on a Big Mac to make you healthy. I tend to agree. And he also talks about developing the power of alliances with similarly passionate people. Robin and I are similarly passionate about curating. He has helped me a ton when it comes to my journey. I'm pretty sure he can help you with yours. As for episode 35, Scoop It Review and Topic-Centric Curation with their CEO, Guillaume de Cougis. Guillaume and I talked about how curation, at least the way that Scoop It is practicing it, is letting anyone become an expert or a media influencer. And I really like the model that they have going on. A lot of curation models are people-centric, 
in that you can follow an individual person, but if they like a whole host of things, take me for example. I love simplifying, organizing, be money wise. I also love spreadsheets and curating and relationships and primal and minimalism and a whole bunch of stuff. If I'm on Scoop It, you can just follow a specific topic that interests you. You don't have to follow everything that I put out there that I curate, which is really cool. And Guillaume talks about this fundamental truth of curation, which is you need humans to be involved. You need the combination of of cool aggregation, and you need people who are sorting through what remains to make sense of what should get published and what shouldn't, and making sure that that isn't automated. There's always humans in the curation process, and good curation means that there always will be. Basically, Guillaume's premise, and mine too, is that curation is an evolution of the human expression, and getting good at curating will help you express yourself better and be able to put more meaningful stuff out there. The last two curating-related episodes in the first 50 are number 41 and number 42. It's a double header of experience curating. The first one, part one in episode 41, are the origins of experience curating. I explain what it is and some best practices. So you'll hear me talk about why I make this claim about how spending 1% of your time can allow you to maximize the other 99.9%. Curating can be simple. And it can help you simplify. I detail some of that as well. I talk about curating jam sessions. Oh, I love getting my jam on. Filter bubbles. Just some crazy stats about how much information is created online every minute and therefore why we need curation even more. And I even get into why everyone has a moral imperative to curate. That's episode one. Episode two in SASM 42 focuses on, well, Focus, F-A-O-C-A-S, filter, archive, organize, contextualize, access, and share. It's the framework that I've created to help me curate any kind of experience I have. Recipes, movies, blog posts, podcasts, conversations, and I go into the box analogy, how to organize certain things with building blocks and road signs and glue and the river and what each of those components are within experience curating. And this is a big one too, how everyone can avoid the click here, I'm awesome trap. I've fallen into it a few times, still do every once in a while, but when I have my curator's hat on, it really helps me focus on what's valuable to everybody else. Also get into some tool talk, spreadsheets anyone, Evernote, library thing, oh, it's a lot of good stuff. That's it for the curating stuff right now. One more major category of episodes, which I didn't even realize when I started the show, and heck, I didn't even realize until recently, is actually relationships. And I suppose this reflects the value that relationships have in my life. I'm a a major extrovert, which you'll probably see if you ever meet me, and I am just obsessed, fascinated with relationships, how to cultivate them, what maintains meaningful ones. And so I've had a number of people on the show who I didn't intend to be specific about relationships and how to have remarkable ones, how to have intimate ones, how to have wonderful ones. But that's the way that it turned out. So the first relationship episode was number 12. It was Remarkable Relationships and Doing the Impossible with Scott Dinsmore of LiveYourLegend.net. Scott's a friend and an amazing dude. His definition of success, which he talks about in the episode, is so different than almost everyone else's. And really how he defines it 
leads to all of the wonderful relationships that he's created. Part of it has to do with brainwashing the impossible, as he calls it. Basically, surrounding yourself with all of these people who tell you, who help you understand that what you previously thought was impossible is actually possible and push you along the way to achieving it. And he just has this habit, I guess you could call, of controlling what you can control. Basically, he's great at letting go and realizing that there's only so much that we can do. And the stuff that's out of our control, we just need to let it go. Episode 16 was called Relationship Mindsets to Cultivate a Lifetime Friends and Allies. That was me going solo. And I talked about why I intentionally limit my influence so that I can spend time lifting other people up. There was some pretty quirky stuff in this episode. I got to say, I was explaining why I start some conversations with I love you. These are for the people I love, of course. Uh, I talked about how many different business tasks I have that are relationship related and how I set up my Google Calendar to make sure that I do them because those are just as important as infrastructure, marketing, or anything else that I'm doing, if not more so. And I really hammered on this concept of peer development and how peer development can get you further than self-development. Episode 17 was Growing the Seeds of Health, Relationships, and Abundance with James Clear. James is a bit of a category bender as well. He fits into a lot of really groovy ones, and he's great at habits. Uh, Another person that comes to mind is Leo Babauta over at Zen Habits. James is doing some amazing things with helping people build these really healthy habits. For example, James practices intermittent fasting, which is only eating during a certain window during the course of the day and explains how he does it, what the benefits are, and how that habit has really made it easier for him to maintain his health and have more time for his relationships. He's just a dude who's not afraid to give. He looks to the left and to the right and straight ahead and behind him, and all he sees is abundance. All he wants to do is give. And he explains towards the end why relationships are the ultimate form of capital, even more than money and time. Think about that. Why Relationships Are the Ultimate Form of Capital. Episode 24 was Reinventing Yourself and Rapidly Reframing Misfortune with Adam Shepard. Adam has a great story about how he voluntarily and happily spent 70 days in a homeless shelter. He talks about his experience going through that and how it changed him in terms of why he was budgeting for certain experiences, the travel the world for a year, how he got momentum from that. He's really able to reframe his own misfortune to benefit him, and he talks about little snippets to help us reframe our misfortune and realize that things are only a sacrifice if you feel like they are. Don't let anybody else tell you that you're sacrificing something that you don't feel is a sacrifice. It's not deprivation if you don't care about it. So Adam also talks about uh, accountability, and having people in your life that will hold you accountable to do the big things that you want to do, that you feel like you need to do, but sometimes you just need to know that you're accountable to somebody other than yourself to pull off. The last episode in the relationship category is 33, Positive Addictions and Undefining Yourself with Sarah Peck. Now, Sarah's all over the place on the internet. I personally like her the best on itstartswith.com. 
She really has her fingers on the pulse of why we're so dang aggressive in defining who we are and what we do, why we let that supersede all the other cool things about us. And she helps others give permission to themselves and to others to be more honest and kind. Sarah and I also got into a topic which is near and dear to my heart because it's something I've struggled with tremendously. That's addiction. And she explains why addiction and adaptation are essential pieces of being human and probably always will be. It's a great episode and a wonderful way to round out the relationship-oriented episodes on Smart and Simple Matters. For the last of the episodes, these aren't really easy to categorize, so I'm just going to throw them in the miscellaneous or other category. The first is episode seven, The Future of Education and Brilliant Teaching Movements with Pam Peterson. For a lot of people, this is going to be a throwaway episode because the sound quality wasn't good and because the topic just seems way out there. But Pam has a ton of good stuff to say. She talks about the dirty little secret on why students like competition when they learn. She talks about what can be achieved when you're perspiration smart, like she is, instead of inspiration smart. I really loved it. There are a lot of good quotes that I got out of that one. Now, number eight is personal brands and blowing up your box with Colin Wright. This was the first interview I did with Colin, and he goes into the grandma test for an ethical business. I picked up a ton of great ethical business practices from Colin. What a dude with integrity. Wow. Uh, He also talks about why the majority of people everywhere are almost identical to you. I agree with him, although it was surprising the way that he framed it. I laughed harder in this episode than any other. Colin had a reference to an old uh, role-playing game for Nintendo Final Fantasy, I almost lost it. Wow. Great episode in a number of ways. What was not a great episode, though, is number 10. Freelancing Traps, Clever Productivity, and the Croatian Bear with Bernard Vukas. The episode had the worst sound quality of any of them, probably the smallest value of any of my episodes. It's really not Bernard's fault. I probably should not have had him on the show in the first place. I highly recommend that you skip this one and skip right to, if you want, number 18, Productivityists and Asking the Right Questions with Mike Vardy. Mike's over at Productivityist.com, and he is great at the whole simplifying, organizing, and being money-wise thing. If you want to learn how to focus on getting the right things done, not just simply crossing things off your to-do list, Mike's your guy. If you want to understand how journaling can be a huge step in connecting to what is truly important and figuring out what that is, Mike's your guy. Very inspiring episode. Speaking of inspiring, episode 19 was something that inspired the heck out of me and that I wanted to share with everybody else. The Continuous Creation Challenge and Your Ultimate Guide to Rocket. I explain what a Continuous Creation Challenge is, the best practices of planning and doing your, what I call CCC, so you can rock it, and why I intentionally fast for 72 hours once and have tried to go even longer. I may sound crazy. In context, I'm a little less crazy. It's a good episode if you want to learn how to channel your creativity and just consume less, create more. Episode 26 with Emily Wapnick of puttylike.com is called Multipotentialite Crimes and Triumphs. Now, if you listen to some of my other episodes, you'll hear me reference this word multipotentialite. I describe it as somebody with the diversity of interests, passions, and skills, which is totally me. Emily is a master 
multi-potentialite and loves being the leader of the weirdos and dorks. She's always been two of those things and it bit her in the butt when she was young, but now it really benefits her a ton. She is just not a specialist, neither am I. And she helps people who are trying to be specialists figure out how they can niche up in life instead of niche down. She talks about how to effectively and, of course, enjoyably smoosh your interests into an umbrella business, kind of like I have. And I even reveal towards the end what the original Value of Simple website name was supposed to be. Kind of blustering that one. I still do. Episode 27, Risk-Taking Rough and Ready Creativity and Checklists with Corwin Hebert. We talked about a number of things, but I think the two biggest ones were how to balance everyone's inherent need for exploring against our need to focus on our lives, on what we're doing, on our work, on our family. Corwin has this really cool um, respect for the tension between the two and how you can help yourself out by understanding that tension. And he's also talking about why people should get in, get out quick from their social networks to use them more as a tool as opposed to a time sink. Pretty good stuff in that one. And the last episode I'll comment on is number 39, how to build super systems and be like Batman with Shanna Mann. Shanna is a wonderful woman. She is a good friend and somebody who's in my mastermind group along with Ethan Waldman. She describes the very unsexy way, but very savvy way that she saves a boatload of money every single month. We get a little bit silly, talk about Batman or Superman, and reveal who is the better hero. Also cover why to-do lists work better besides what she calls an outcome list, basically refocusing on what you're trying to achieve as opposed to just simply doing things. And this is the counterside of habits, where a lot of other people will talk about how habits are awesome, but Shanna describes how even great habits can be major blind spots that can actually hurt you. It was a very good episode and very highly rated one. Well, that's a wrap on the first 50 episodes of Smart and Simple Matters. I hope you are motivated to go back into the archives and listen, or if you've already heard, re-listen to some of the shows. You can find links to the first 49 episodes by going to the show notes for this episode, number 50, at valueofsimple.com slash SASM050. If you are interested in doing something other than listening to podcast episodes right now, here's a brief list to consider. First, send a link to the show notes for this episode, valuesimple.com slash SASM050 to friends who need some simplifying, organizing, and being money-wise. Maybe they did curating, creating awesome relationships, or rocking the unsexy side of life. This episode is the closest I've come to a start here kind of resource for Spartan Simple Matters, and I really hope it's going to serve as a great Uh, Hey, what's up? Welcome to this groovy show tool to get people pumped up and just to set solid expectations. Second, send me an email via joel at valueofsimple.com or leave an iTunes review via valueofsimple.com slash iTunes and tell me what you want to see more of or less of in the next 50 episodes. Should I go solo more often like I did in this episode? Should I stop bringing on guests unless they fall into, I don't know, you name your categories? I can only improve so much on my own. And my best changes come when I hear from you 
because I'm doing this show for you. I need to know what you want. You know what I'm saying? Third, send me a tweet at Joel Zaslowski or make a post on Google Plus letting me know that you listened to this episode and enjoyed it. Nothing fancy or formal, just a quick little thing. I love knowing who's listening and I love starting conversations with new folks. Okay, and here's one last one. And all it requires is just a single free hand. You can do it if you're running, if you're eating, you're driving, high-fiving somebody. I'm actually doing it right now. Raise a toast, real or imaginary, to yourself for committing to be more intentional, less messy, improving your relationships with money, and being grateful for the amazing, amazing journey we get to experience together. Here's to you, my friend, and the next 50 episodes of Smart and Simple Matters. Wow, thank you. It's now time for your partner in simplifying to sign off again. You've just listened to the Smart and Simple Matters podcast with Joel Zaslowski, creator of all things value of simple.